Thank God it's Free Range. You are listening to Free Range Radio Friday with your host, Michael Elves. Pour yourself a beverage and turn up the volume because here on 101.5 UMFM, the weekend starts now.
97.5 UMFM. This is Thank God It's Free Range, the Friday edition of Free Range Radio. I'm Michael Oz and kicking things off for us tonight, Toronto jazz fixture Bill King with a new single out on Seven Arts called Have Mercy Joe. And boy, have mercy. That is a fantastic combination of organ and chord keyboard on that one. And boy, oh boy, that one caught me earlier this week and I just could not let go. Had to lead it off tonight with that one. Uh, we have got another Toronto fixture for you uh, with their first new music in 16 years. Beverly Glenn Copeland uh, was due to release uh, this record in conjunction with a tour, obviously with uh, COVID-19, that tour is not happening. Uh, but Transmissions, the music of Beverly Glenn Copeland, uh, will be out on Transgressive in September. Uh, and mostly a career retrospective of some of the stuff that's been reissued in the past few years. Uh, but we're going to play a new track called River Dreams. And then the first new music from the Fiery Furnaces in 11 years is called Down at the So-and-So on Somewhere and was recorded at Third Man Records in Nashville. Uh, and then after that, we are going to be talking to Michael Falk of the band Touching, who just released Isolation Blues last week after a series of videos created with Tyler Funk and Ali Tatarin. And uh, we'll get into all of that after Beverly Glenn Copeland and the Fiery Furnaces here on 101.5 UMFM. Oh 
right, well, uh, the band name might not be the perfect one for these times, but Isolation Blues, the album, has been described as a greatest hits of pandemic moods by Exclaim and uh, certainly an accurate summation of uh, how things are going. Mike Falk joins us on Zoom to talk about it. How are you doing, man? Doing pretty good. So as I understand it, this record, I mean, it wasn't necessarily created or like written with COVID-19 in mind. No. But you kind of pushed to get it out there as a result of this? Yeah. Um, I think it was like the first week of like kind of intense isolation and I was just sitting on my sofa and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> I got I got a whole bunch of songs that are kind of about feeling disconnected and struggling with mental health and, um, you know, kind of the the weird way that the politics of privilege play out and, and kind of things that we were seeing, you know, on the news and what everyone is now going through kind of being disconnected from their families or their, you know, their extended families and their friends and, and kind of everyone in these little bubbles. And it just, it just felt like, you know, um, it kind of felt like there might never be, and you know a, a, a more connective time for the music um you know that that um that there might be an audience for it at this time and so that uh, it just we kind of decided to just push it out the door and so we you know things weren't mixed yet so we we spent the first week and a half kind of like finishing up our mixes they were kind of half done um and then then we had you know i'd been kind of toying with different video ideas for a couple of years, you know, for whenever we would get this music out. And, and I called up my friend Tyler and said, Hey, I got this idea. Are you doing anything these days? <laughs> cause you know, he, he lost all of his work cause of the pandemic and, and he loved the idea and was in. And then uh, he said, well, I think I can probably get Allie. Let me talk to her. And she was a super on board and in and um, just kind of steamrolled from there. So, in terms of like the period in which the the material was written then, like mm-hmm. what kind of like time span are we talking about here? And like, because these, like you said, kind of tie into what, what's happening right now. Like, was there like something in sort of, was this like raw clay and then like COVID became the kiln in which you like fired it or something? <laughs> um, uh, it's not, I guess, Things were maybe a little further along than that. I mean, the, um, you know, because sometimes maybe sometimes a piece of pottery has to go th- get fired a couple times, right? So I would say it had all been fired at least once already, and um, you know, and we were kind of we'd gone through the arrangements were pretty much done. You know, I still had a couple vocals to record. We kind of tweaked a couple keyboard parts. We rearranged one song and then fine-tune the mixes and did the mastering. So, I mean, like, that's not, it's not nothing. Like, that's not a, a, a small amount of work, but it was, it felt like a manageable, we felt comfortable with where these songs were at, that we could get these ones to a releasable place and kind of on the schedule that we were giving ourselves. So I think it, um, you know, so that felt, that felt manageable. And it also gave us a deadline to work towards, which, you know, like, I think, you know, most of these songs were written um i guess i started writing a new batch of songs the summer of 2015 and and then kind of would work in bursts you know through till say let's say like 
summer end of 2018 and then um so there's kind of like a three-year window there where i wrote over 150 songs and just kind of like you know we worked some of them up in the studio me and alistair and some kind of stayed pretty rough and and um and then for the last i guess you know almost year and a half or whatever it's been um we've been just kind of fine-tuning and improving the demos to feel releasable not for not for all 150 we kind of picked like our 30 to work on or whatever and so it's it's kind of been these so this isolation blues record is part of a kind of like a bigger batch of songs that i've been kind of just puttering away on in between real life and jobs and parenthood and whatever else and and just kind of just kind of working on without a you know it didn't really have a set goal in mind just kind of knew that i wanted to make a bunch of new music and release it at some point and um so i guess the the pandemic was just the like the the urge to kind of like well let's let's push this over the edge right now let's see what let's see what happens so so the songs that are on isolation blues then were already kind of grouped together as sort of an album in in your head and then there's like 20, 20 other songs, let's say, that yeah. make up like two other song cycles or something? Yeah, there's, you know, I kind of had already kind of mapped out three or four different albums and then, and then also figured kind of like, it's like, it's not like these 10 were already this group, but it's kind of, we had, you know, maybe we looked at, okay, there's 15 songs here that kind of feel like they speak to what people are going through right now. So let's pick, let's pick the 10 from there that feel like they're the, um, they're the right ones and that they, that we feel like we're, they're close enough to finish that we can, we can get them over the line. And so I think we, you know, there were a couple that we didn't end up including that maybe emotionally might've been a better choice. Um, but just felt like they were a little further away and needed a little bit more work and attention and attention. So, um, those ones will, you know, live to see the light a different day. Um, yeah. Yeah, you um, last week just before the album dropped, uh, posted on on Facebook uh, a little bit of praise for Alistair, um, oh, yeah. saying that you know, nudge the songs to a higher standard and push me to perform better. Um, I'm wondering if you can kind of talk about like what, I mean, because these are your songs, but like what kind of influence that was, uh, and and like how you take in uh, you know someone's uh, advice or, or prompting when when they're your songs for sure well i think for myself i found that it's really it's really i i need someone to kind of work alongside me um who i trust and who who pushes me to kind of yeah to i guess to a higher standard i guess i you know those are the right, the right words like i think for myself what i what i do is i'm i'm such a kind of like fast moving big picture kind of blasted out creative guy that you know I'll, I'll hammer out these ideas and drop all these song ideas out and and have all this all this material but it's still but drilling into the the details and really fine-tuning it and getting into the nitty-gritty and and tweaking a bunch of little stuff to kind of doing all those little like I call them the, the, the five percenters right doing all the little things that just incrementally make a song better and make a recording better and um 
I find that it's really helpful for me to have someone to help push that process along because, because for me, the, the biggest, the, as, as, as a songwriter, the way I work, like the biggest energy expulsion is the, is the creation of the, the, of the kind of the rough, the rough song where there's, here's the emotional landscape. It'll sit in. Here's the lyrics. Here's the melody. Here's the, like the, kind of like the, the big picture of the song is, is kind of one big push, but then to kind of then, f especially because like I'm recording this myself, I'm mixing it myself. Like, it, you know, because I'm wearing all the hats at this point. Um, I think it's even just like an energy thing. It's like, I just, I run out of, I run out of energy for like, you know, really diving in and re-recording parts and, and tweaking. Okay. Maybe this isn't the right snare tone. Let's re-record the drums fine tune our drum sounds a little bit more or let's you know those keyboard parts that we've got you know they're good but maybe maybe we need to chop them up and move some stuff around or like kind of just digging into some of the um the finer t the fine tuning of the of the production part of it and um once it's just hard to it's, at least it's hard for me to get to that place when i've already kind of like kind of pushed the boulder two-thirds three-quarters up the hill I kind of need someone to help me push it over the hill. So that's the, um, that's where someone like Alistair is awesome and amazing because he's, um, he's a details guy and he has high standards and he has good taste. And I think that those three things are, are really crucial. And he's got lots of skills. Like he's a super talented musician. Um, and I trust him, you know, I've worked with him in a variety of roles over the last number of years. Like he, he was my left-hand man for Spaceland. And then when I moved to Jazz Winnipeg, he's the, he's been the production manager there for years. And so we worked together producing that festival. And, and so we have a long, a long relationship of, of kind of, of working together in different ways that, um, I think we trust how each other works and know that, you know, I know there's some things that I just like, are, I'm not going to have on my radar but I know Alistair will be thinking of them and, and it'll be vice versa. Alistair will have, you know, these things on his plate and what he's thinking about, but there'll be a few things where he just, they're kind of outside his, his periphery. And so I think together we, we make a good pair that way. And so, um, yeah, so I, I really value and appreciate what he's contributed to the project because it wouldn't, you know, I think it would be, it would be good without him, but I think he, he really pushed it to a, another level and i'm really glad about that it's funny you mentioned you know pushing that boulder like two-thirds of the way there or something in my head as you were describing alistair's role he sounded like the change of pace running back who punches it in for like those extra oh yeah yards. <laughs> he is the chris strubler of touching it's true <laughs> yeah. um as far as the video series that you rolled out with tyler uh you know in, in the lead up to the, the album release like did you give tyler a lot of leeway in terms of like what he was going to come up with or like, did you have some like storyboards or, or like kind of direction as to like how you saw each song represented? Like what was that process like? Well, the, each video was a pretty, um, it was a three-way collaboration with Tyler and with Allie. And so at the very beginning of the process, I had, you know, I had probably six or seven pretty clear ideas for what I wanted videos for certain songs to be. And there were a couple videos that I, I just didn't have anything for. And um, 
and so Tyler brought some ideas to the table, Allie brought some ideas to the table. And then kind of once we settled on our rough, like, okay, this is the location, this is the general vibe, this is what Allie will more or less be doing or thinking about or feeling in the video. Once we had that, then we, you know, me and Allie would drill into a bunch of motivations and, and discussions around what her character would be doing. And, and me and Tyler would drill into, you know, how the shots themselves would look and the location would be treated and some lighting and, and some of that stuff. And so I think, um, again, it, it was a, a collaborative partnership of trust and where everyone was seeking the same thing and pulling on the same rope, which is, which is really great. Cause I think I'd in my past creative endeavors had a hard time getting, getting videos to turn out the way I wanted them in my head. Um, had a hard time communicating kind of standards that I wanted to hit and, and, or pulling off a, a vibe or an emotion. And, and I think this, this project, those, you know, I think like we hit, we hit most of our goals creatively. And I think that, I think that having the three of us really communicate through each one a lot and, and I'll be on the same page musically and kind of from a, what the what the emotional goal of the video would be um, was really was really important and really helpful and and you know they both Tyler and Ali showed up with I mean they're both super pros right like both of them have been doing high level film and TV work for you know over a decade and they so they already come to the table with a skill set um, and an ability to solve problems presented by sets and locations and lighting and and stuff and so some of the kind of like nitty-gritty of the filmmaking itself you know i was able to rely on them and, and lean on them for kind of helping solve some problems that we encountered with each one which was inevitable right it's like here let's go shoot a one-shot video on this location in three hours and see see what happens and and um so so yeah i think it um you know, there was a lot of leeway for them, but I think it was each person felt a lot of, you know, I'm not going to maybe I'll put words in their mouth a little bit here, but I think they all felt a personal responsibility to to meet the emotions of the music and meet the the kind of the, the goal of the video's effect. Or, you know, like we wanted each of them to have a certain effect or have a certain kind of vibe or pulse to them. And, and everyone was able to, you know, everyone was kind of working towards the same goal all the time. And then I think that, uh, that was really great. It was really amazing experience to work with them on that. So you mentioned, you know, having say like three hours in one location to, you know, bang out this video mm -hmm. limitations wise. And, and I mean, this could apply to the videos, but also to the, the album, like, is that a, a freeing thing? as an artist to have like to feel hemmed in, like, does that make you more nimble or is that like uh, maybe overwhelming? Like what's kind of the mindset for you as an artist, if you're, if you're kind of banging up against something like that? I think it's super helpful. I think the, what I really wanted from this project was I kind of, I, I kept on having the record of the week club in the back of my head a lot, you know? And so that's, that's a project I did a long time ago at this point. And, but there was a there was a collaborative spirit to that project, and that you know where people were kind of pushed through this 
creative process tube, but had a lot of limitations on time and instruments available. And, and what came out the other side of that was really beautiful. And I think that, um, so this video project, I kind of tried to put some of those same parameters on what we were doing. And so, you know, and just kind of trusted that if I put the right people in the room working together, that we would, we would find solutions to our problems and, and make some good art, hopefully. And so I think that, um, yeah, so I think that the limitations were, were crucial, right? I mean, we, we did these on a like minuscule budget and we should, we tried to get each one done in three hours and we tried to get each one done, um, in a way that, you know, and one of the reasons we, we took the one shot approach was that, well, like, you know, Tyler was going to be, um, you know, for Tyler to kind of handle 10 of these videos, um, for him to have to spend two days editing each one just felt like we can't ask that of him, right? Like it just wasn't, it wasn't going to be possible and it was going to, so we kind of took this approach like, well, what if we just, what if we just figured it out all on the set and got all the action the way we wanted into the camera and then just kind of just treated it like a drama for, for video and, you know, in a way. And so, um, we put our work into the prep and to the pre-production and then into a lot of rehearsals on set, kind of, kind of timing out things and, you know, figuring out how to hit our, you know, how to have Allie hit her marks at the right time and have our, you know, if we had other people involved, you know, having them hit their marks. And so some of the stuff that some of the videos, like there's things that happen on beats that I'm just still a little blown away that we managed to, kind of like luck out into and fall into those those rhythms where like you know in, in let me be lonely with you like ali opens the car door right as the chorus hits we land on her on the kind of spinning camera switcheroo thing right on the the last chorus like there's a bunch of um little perfectly accidental things that only only came about because we you know we did 10 or 20 takes and we rehearsed a bunch and we kind of mapped out and did the math and tried to time out our our actions and 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 so you know a fair amount of work went into each one to make sure that we kind of allowed that stuff to happen um but without those limitations if we just had the time and the budget to just shoot it like a normal video some of those little kind of magic moments that happened wouldn't have happened because we're like, Oh, we got that shot. Okay. Change, change camera spots, move to the next one. Okay. Let's do this, do this. And, you know, it would have been kind of that more normal chop, chop shot by shot video production style. And, and it, um, which is, you know, which is good and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think this way it, it just kind of forced us into uh, a type of action, which, and a fluidity, fluidity, which I think served served the song as well. Right on. Well, before I let you go, Mike, I want to get you to pick a track off of the record that we can play for listeners. And if you have a reason why you're picking that one in particular, if you have an anecdote about the song or something you want to highlight, love to hear that. Oh well, um, let's go. Let's go with "Let Me Be Lonely with You." I think that. I think it's the uh, maybe the I don't know. I'm I'm really proud of the chorus and happy with the chorus that we got for this. I think it's a it's a really personal song that 
I think my goal for myself is to write a personal song about part of my life, but presented in a way that could be for anyone and, and wouldn't, you know, um, would have a universality to it. And so I think, I think this is the one that maybe that we got the best there. We got there the best. Yeah. All right. We'll give that one a listen. Uh, thanks for taking some time and uh, congratulations on the release of Isolation Blues. Thanks so much, Michael. Have a good day. You too. Your heart sounds like a symphony tuning Some fool chose 442 My world spins unassuming Merry-go-round buckaroo I'm a head case in open water You look stunned I seem bothered Fight isn't worth the slaughter Hold on tight Till they find her Until they find her If I'm